Digital Beasts, it's Ben here checking in with another mini episode this week. David and I are getting ready to do a couple of big episodes on Jurassic Park, a movie that has meant so much to both of us, and we want to make sure that we give it time to get it right and make it as magnificent as we have planned. But thankfully, we have an old friend that we can draw upon for this week's entertainment, and that friend's name is Steven Spielberg. So David and I pulled out our phones, gave Steven Spielberg a bit of a text, and we just wanted to see if we could get some audio from the original table readings of the script of Jurassic Park. And that's exactly what we did. So we actually have the raw audio from a couple of key scenes directly from Steven Spielberg, and we're going to share those with you today. So I hope you enjoy and get nice and excited for the episodes to come. And just before we roll the tapes, I want to give a trigger warning. There are two scenes in this table read, and during the second scene, there is a reference to sexual violence used as an analogy. So if you'd like to avoid that, that happens during the second scene of this table read. Here, here he comes. Well, here I come, yes. Hello, hello. Say hello, say hello. Hello. Hello, John. Oh, yes, I've got lines. Well, fine, fine, I guess, but uh, how did I get here? Uh, well, let me show you. First, I'll need a drop of blood. Your blood. Right. Ooh, John, that hurt. Relax, John, it's all part of the miracle of cloning. Hello, John. Hello, John. Hello, John. Cloned from Hello, what? John. Loy extraction hasn't Hello, recreated an intact DNA strand. Not without massive sequence gaps. Paleo DNA? From what source? Where do you get a hundred million year old dinosaur blood? Shh. What? What? Oh, Mr. DNA, where did you come from? From your blood. Just one drop of your blood contains billions of strands of DNA, the building blocks of life. A DNA strand, like me, is a blueprint for building a living thing. And sometimes animals that went extinct millions of years ago, like dinosaurs, left their blueprints behind for us to find. We just had to know where to look. A hundred million years ago, there were mosquitoes, just like today. And just like today, they fed on the blood of animals, even dinosaurs. Sometimes, after biting a dinosaur, the mosquito would land on the branch of a tree and get stuck in the sap. After a long time, the tree sap would get hard and become fossilized, just like a dinosaur bone, preserving the mosquito inside. This fossilized tree sap, which we call amber, waited for millions of years with the mosquito inside until Jurassic Park scientists came along using sophisticated techniques. They extract the preserved blood from the mosquito and, bingo, dino DNA. A full DNA strand contains three billion genetic codes. If you looked at screens like these once a second for eight hours a day, it'd take two years to look at the entire DNA strand. It's that long. Since it's so old, oh, it's full of a, Holes. Now, that's where our geneticists take over. Thinking machine supercomputers and gene sequencers break down the strand in minutes, and virtual reality displays show our geneticists the gaps in the DNA sequence. We use the complete DNA of a frog to fill in the holes 
and complete the code. Phew. And now we can make a baby dinosaur. This score is only temporary. It all has very dramatic music, of course. Rum, bum, bum, a little march or something that hasn't been written yet. And then, of course, the tour moves on. We can charge anything we want, 2000 a day, 10000 a day, and people will pay it. And then there's the merchandising, which I uh, personally... Donald, Donald, this park was not built to cater only for the super rich. Everyone in the world has the right to enjoy these animals. Sure, they will. I mean, we'll have a coupon day or something. <laughs> Gee, the lack of humility before nature that's being displayed here... Uh, staggers me. Thank you, Dr. Malcolm, but I think things are a little bit different than you and I both have feared. Yeah, I know, they're uh, a lot worse. Now, wait a second now. We haven't even seen the park yet. There's no reason. Donald, Donald, let him talk. There's no reason. I want to hear every viewpoint. I really do. Yeah, uh, don't you see the danger, John, uh, inherent in what you're doing here? Genetic power is the most awesome force this planet's ever seen, but you would it like a kid who found his dad's gun. It's hardly appropriate to start hurling accusations. Uh, if I may, if I may. Uh, I'll tell you the problem with the scientific power that you're, that you're using here. It didn't require any discipline to attain it. You know, you read what others had done, and you, and you took the next step. You didn't earn the knowledge for yourselves, so you don't take any responsibility. Uh for it. You stood on the shoulders of geniuses to accomplish something as fast as you could, and before you even knew what you had, you've patented it, packaged it, and slapped it out a plastic lunchbox, and now, sell it. You want to sell it? I don't think you're giving us our due credit. Our scientists have done things which nobody has ever done before. Yeah, yeah, but your scientists were so preoccupied over whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think if they should. Condors! Condors are on the verge of extinction. No, no. No, no. If I was to create a flock of condors on this island, you wouldn't have anything to say. No, no, listen. This isn't some species that was obliterated by deforestation or uh, the building of a dam. Dinosaurs uh, had their shot, and nature selected them for extinction. I simply don't understand this kind of Luddite attitude, especially from a scientist. I mean, how can we stand in the light of discovery and not act? Oh, what's so great about discovery? It's a violent, penetrative act that scars what it explores. What you call discovery, I call the rape of the natural world. Well, the question is, how can you know anything about an extinct ecosystem? And therefore, how could you ever assume that you can control it? You have plants in this building that are poisonous. You pick them because they look good. But these are aggressive living things that have no idea what century they're in, and they will defend themselves violently if necessary. Dr. Grant, if there's one person here who can appreciate what I'm trying to do. The world has just changed so radically, and we're all running to catch up. I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but look. Dinosaurs and man. Two species separated by 65 million years of evolution have just been suddenly thrown back into the mix together. How can we possibly have the slightest idea what to expect? 
I don't believe it. I don't believe it. You're meant to come down here and defend me against these characters, and the only one I've got on my side is the blood-sucking lawyer. Thank you. Cool, that was really something. Thanks to our friend Steven Spielberg for letting us use those tapes. And David and I will be back very soon when we get the courage to tackle Jurassic Park, Episode 1. Because yes, this will be a multi-part special. And for Part 2, we hope you'll get involved. Details to come. Catch you next time.